This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. It's Christoph Trapp. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Storytelling Podcast, also live streaming today, bright and early on LinkedIn, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. If you are joining me, always appreciate you on no matter what the channel is. So today we want to talk about emojis and should you be using emojis in your marketing? That is an interesting question and I see more and more emojis being used uh, in email subject lines, in um, tweets, in you know, really anything like that. And what's interesting about that is why not? How does it fit in with your strategy? How do you do it? Um, you know, is it something we should consider or something we shouldn't do at all? So um, if you are watching on the live stream or you're watching on the replay, uh, I do have some graphics and tweets I want to show you from experts out in the field. Of course, I asked people um, their opinion to see what they wanted to, uh, whether or not we should consider using um, emojis in our marketing. So here's the tweet I sent out. Um, would you use emojis in your marketing? 89% of respondents gave it a thumbs up, right on brand there, right? Uh, using emojis for responses. Uh, 7% thumbs down, no. And 4%, I don't know. That's the shrugging emoji. Um, but emojis, you know, they can actually... Uh, draw attention to your content and they can um, you know it's like a visual element quite frankly but let's see what the experts have to say here and uh, we'll go from there so Ashley Cummings of course you remember Ashley she was on the show a little bit ago talking about her um, writer freelance writer rates uh, still one of the top five episodes on the podcast and um, so if you want to listen to that, it's episode 169, I believe. Episode 169, ctrap.online forward slash podcast. So take a look um, at that. But she says she uses them sometimes in emails. Uh, and that's actually, I think, one of the first places where I've seen it in subject lines. Um, not necessarily in the email directly, but in the subject line. So you have something in there that draws attention, something that's relevant. Um, and, you know, I didn't ask for follow-up from Ashley, but maybe that's what she was talking about in the subject line to draw attention to it. Um, the email marketing heroes, Rob and Kennedy, uh, they also were on a previous podcast 
and uh, take a listen to that. I don't know the number on the top of my head, but they talked about email marketing. You know, um, how do you get people to respond to you? How do you, uh, you put them on the right drip campaign while you're building a relationship? And certainly, um, they're expert in that field. They also have the email marketing sh um, show. Um, so take a listen to that. Uh, comes out every Wednesday, I believe. They're saying that right now, the open rates and sales generated from emails using emojis and subject lines is outweighing the percentage of emails using them being sent to spam. So in other words, um, if more emails that use subject line, uh, that use emojis are getting opened than being sent to spam. Of course, as they mentioned here, this will change as marketers break everything. Uh, just think about social media networks. The, the second you have marketers show up, um, you know, we're being blasted with ads. Can't blame them. I'm a marketer myself, uh, but they certainly have a point there. So that's interesting to remember. Uh, one of my pet peeves when it comes to email marketing is when people tell me that they have a 80, uh, 98%, 100% deliverable rate, and they're counting the emails that are being delivered in the spam folder. Hey, the email was delivered, it's there. Are you not checking your spam folder? Are you not one of those people going through the spam folder and clicking on um, inappropriate ads? Um, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't usually go through my spam folder every once in a while I take a look uh, and look for anything important but if it's in my spam folder chances are I'm not going to see it so um, that is definitely one of my uh, my pet peeves so then we have Chantelle Marcel uh, she has not been on the podcast yet but I'm pretty sure she is booked uh, down the road here, um, so keep keep an eye out for that. Ctrap that online forward slash podcast, um, and she says sales loft sales and marketing emails with emojis in the subject lines have a fifty one percent lower response rate. So um, that is a different statistic from what the marketing heroes shared there with us, but. Uh, but that's interesting as well, because if you do use them, what this is finding um, is that you have a lower respond rate, response rate. Um, she does mention, but I tend to use emojis as a way to improve readability by breaking up the copy in emails or social media posts. They can serve as compelling visual elements. And I honestly, I think of that in that same, in that same vein. They're like a visual element. Right, like even if you're watching on the live stream in the bottom here, the bottom lower third, I have be more relevant content performance dot online. So if you want to buy my book, you can buy it there, and then I set that apart with two emojis. And I don't think the emoji, the one is the book emoji, and one is a point a finger emoji. I don't think they're taking anything away from it. I don't think they're making it look unprofessional. I think they're just. Like, it's just a visual element, right? It's just um, to help it stand out. Uh, Chantel then goes on and saying in her tweet, uh, I think most people are familiar with emojis as a, as a method 
for communication. They can express certain things more quickly than words alone can. Just be careful about possible alternate interpretation based on difference in culture and language. So that's where it comes in. How many people in other countries uh, look at your content? So my podcast, for example, until recently, it was mostly U.S. based. And now U.S. is about, I think it was 73% of uh, listenership and the rest is international. So uh, there's really no big... Um, big uh, cluster of uh, one country uh, in that remaining 28, 27%. But I need to be aware, right? Uh, who else is listening? So if I'm 50-50 between, let's say, 50% U.S., 50% um, Saudi Arabia or, you know, somewhere, uh, I, I want to be aware that uh, there might be a difference in interpretations um, I do think about that. Uh, obviously, 2020, not much um, travel going on with COVID. But when I spoke in India for the first time, um, certainly I thought about that. What jokes would work for that um, country and what jokes uh, should I leave at home? Fred Faulkner, uh, according to Fred, podcast host. Um, check that out if you haven't. He also responded and he said, totally depends on your brand, brand persona and your audience. For some brands, emoji and memes are acceptable as it gives, as it goes with their brand personality. Um, so certainly Fred has a point there. The answer always is it depends, I think, at marketing. And some people don't like that. Sometimes I'm talking to executives and, you know, they... Um, they don't like the answer. It depends. Well, it depends. We need to talk about it. What's the strategy? What we're trying to do? Um, but it's true, right? It depends on your brand. It depends on your goals. It depends on your channels. It depends on all kinds of different things. So um, just keep that in mind. We also had Sarah Clark um, respond. Capitals, yes. Capital, yes. She loves using emojis and she's using emojis right here in her response on Twitter. Um, one thing, by the way, so I was just thinking about what the emoji is she used here, and it's the one, you know, high fives. But there's some emojis that um, it, it, you can't misunderstand them. So I'll give an example. Let me just pull this up here quickly. So on the iPad, right, when you type in a word, um, basically... It gives you ideas on what the emoji should be. So if I type in COVID, it gives me a face masked uh, emoji. If I type in book, it gives me a couple different options for book. Uh, if I type in celebrate, it gives me a celebrate emoji. So that's an easy way to use the emojis and find good ones, right? By using your mobile device, your iPhone, your, your iPad, uh, whatever it might be, because you get those recommendations. Uh, working within WordPress, uh, you can actually right-click um, an area on the screen in your editor, and you can get uh, emoji options. But it's not as easy, in my opinion, as it is on an iPad. Uh, so if I'm writing, so I'm writing this article on my iPad in Safari. Actually, I'm voice dictating it here. Um, and... You know, it gives me options for um, for emojis. So, of course, the one thing to think about is 
what are the right channels when it comes to uh, using emojis? Amy Knightley uh, responded on Twitter as well. I'm all for emojis and communication, subject lines, text, tweets, etc. They add emotional perspective to your tone. However, I'd say no thanks to emojis on a web page or blog post. A page isn't as conversational to the same level. Now, of course, web pages should be conversational. Uh, blog posts should be conversational. Um, but I, I see her point. Uh, and the other thing is, in a blog post, I've used uh, emojis before, uh, way back when, in the headline. And if you don't update the headline for the URL... Um, the the um, emojis can really screw up the URL. Just something to think about. Um, I do, let's see, we have one more here. I think uh, Drury, Dewey, Eric Jones, of course, uh, like gifts. They cross language barriers and the meaning can be understood in nearly every country in the world. Um, so, that um, that's a good point. I've actually been trying and testing emojis, uh, especially in the subject line on my um, podcast. So as you can see here, this is the last three, uh, four episodes um, before this live stream. And uh, I, I try to pick emojis that make sense with that specific episode. Uh, and then I just put them in the um, um, in the title. Now, has it helped? I don't know. Podcast numbers are really through the roof. Uh, is it truly only because um, of the emojis in the subject line? I don't know. Kind of doubt it. Uh, or is it that we're now on 18 channels? Um, I think they all go hand in hand. The one thing, and I don't have a screenshot right here. I forgot to get that on here. Is that they don't render perfectly everywhere. So when I share this over to Instagram stories, for example, it doesn't render as well as it could. Uh, that's a little bit of a bummer, but um, but it's something to be aware of. You know, other channels, same thing. Uh, but as you can see here, this is the Google Podcast Player uh, app on my iPhone. Uh, it looks fine right there. So maybe not a big deal. Uh, but some something to think about, and especially I create my content on the iPad, so I use the uh, iOS emojis for the most part. So here's some of my most frequently used ones. Um, kind of interesting to see what you're using and uh, and what they're saying you recently used. Uh, I don't remember using the Halloween uh, pumpkin, but maybe I did, or the taco. I guess I did use that when I posted a picture of my taco boats for dinner. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of how I do my emojis. Uh, I get them from um, from whatever the iOS uh, library has. And, and they keep adding more and more. Um, you know, there was an article actually I wrote previously how they added 70, uh, the latest added more. And so you always want to take a look at what's available and uh, what you might want to use. Uh, be aware of subtle meanings. Some, some emojis mean inappropriate things while they're not necessarily inappropriate on their own. Um, and, you know, just something to be aware of that that can happen. 
Uh, can you catch them all? Definitely not. <clears throat> I also have been using emojis on my tweets and social posts. And this is kind of hard to see on my screen here, but this is the one. Uh, so the top one is just a re, uh, reply to somebody. And since that was the Washington football team, a lot of people saw it. So there's another reason why you want to consider replying to certain accounts um, because people might see it. And so if you take that out, you have one, two, three, four, five, um, five tweets. And of those five, the, the top tweets for the last 28 days, and of the five tweets, you have one, two, three, at least three. I can't even see if the last one has, um, has any emojis. Doesn't look like it. So three or five or four of seven have emojis in the top five or seven. So uh, at the very least, it is not hurting anything. So that's um, that's something to keep top of mind. Um, even if it's um, even if it's not a home run or it's not groundbreaking, it's not hurting. So that's good to know. Something to keep in mind, um, and that's really all I have on the topic of using emojis in your marketing. At the end of the day, you want to test it. You want to see what's working. You want to see uh, what's uh, if it's helping or if it's not helping. Also, keep an eye on um, the look, right? So on some of the channels, they don't look very good. Um, some of the channels don't have a lot of traffic, so I'm not going to make it a big priority to fix it there. But it is definitely something to keep top of mind because the brand experience and the brand look at the end of the day do matter. And even when we can't measure it necessarily, um, you know, there's still an impact. So if you have any thoughts on the topic, feel free to drop me a note on Twitter, C-Trap uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to throw that up so you can uh, you can see that. Kind of hard to see C-Trap, C-T-R-A-P-P-E. And um, feel free to send me a note. Feel free to uh, let me know what you think about the topic. And um, if you have any success, what's working for you? What's not working for you? Um, are you using them in your emails? Are you using them um, in your social posts? And uh, what's working and what's not working? Um, if you're listening on any of the podcast channels, you can also leave an anchor voicemail. Uh, voice message. So just click that link and uh, do that. And I might include your response in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, have a great rest of your day. Really appreciate uh, your interest and always looking forward to talking and sharing insights with other marketers who are trying to build that content performance culture. Until next time, I'm Christoph Trent. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.